0: Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Better, the podcast that helps companies rethink the status quo on how they win new business. My name is Jason Bradwell and I help B2B companies refocus their marketing towards generating revenue. Every week on the show, I sit down with experts to understand how marketing and sales is broken in their industry and what they're doing to fix it. Here we go. Today you're listening to the inaugural episode of a new series under the B2B Better umbrella called Breaking B2B, which showcases creative marketing and sales campaigns executed by the people in the trenches, actually doing the work, all in 10 minutes or less. These bite-sized interviews are designed to give anyone feeling stuck in a creative rut, this jolt of inspiration on how to hit your goals and look good while doing it. In today's interview, I spoke to Jay Desai, head of marketing at Captivate Talent. Jay caught my eye a few weeks ago when he posted this amazing story on LinkedIn about how he went above and beyond to activate his company's sponsorship of the event Sasta. And no, it didn't involve handing out free pens. He created this trading card game for people to play at the show. Think Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, that kind of thing. They distributed over 1,000 packs of custom trading cards to attendees that, if you found or traded your ways to the right one, you would unlock a bunch of awesome prizes. They helped them generate 150 qualified leads and it really cemented their visibility at what is a notoriously hard event to get cut through. Oh, and they pulled it off in under five weeks. Here's Jay giving us the background.
1: My boss called me up like we have five weeks before Saster and he says like, hey, we need to have like a, a better activation, a, a way to really figure out we don't want to just like exist over there at Saster. Like A lot of people have a booth, um, you know, it's easy to get lost in all of that uh you know, especially when you don't have like a, a crazy big budget to also spend at Zaster because you're not like a Series C or Series D company that has like $200 million in funding. So, you know, we're going back and forth trying to figure out what that activation is going to be. I took some time to, to kind of really think about it. Um, and, you know, a, a week later, I got this idea of, hey, let's do some sort of trading card activation. And the reason that I thought about it is because... You know, we have two different kind of like uh, at the very high level, two different kind of like personas, two different kind of like target audiences that we want to talk to, which is companies, because obviously that's where we make our money when we help hire for them. And then the other piece is candidates, people or even people that are looking, passive candidates, people that, you know, might be interested in a job or are looking for a job or, or things like that, because we've got to take those people and ultimately place them at one of these companies.
0: I asked Jay how they went about measuring revenue against the event, because anyone who's worked in field marketing knows that it is really, really hard. He broke it out for me across two categories, source revenue and influence revenue. Source revenue is the holy grail. We meet someone at the event, they haven't heard of us, they decide to sign up for our service. Direct attribution, direct ROI. But depending on how well-known you already are in the industry, it can be hard to acquire and measure. Influence revenue is your second choice. If we already know the person or if they've already heard of us, does the event enable us to have a meaningful conversation that moves them further down the funnel towards conversion? Measuring both of these requires a marketing and sales team to be in lockstep with each other. There needs to be a method of tagging each interaction on the booth. Scanning badges is usually a good place to start but there also needs to be a deep dive debrief after the event between the two functions so everyone can accurately record the context of each interaction that can then be recorded in the CRM. I cannot stress how important this step is and how often it is missed. Without it, you leave yourself open to having the same conversation every single year. Was our sponsorship of the event worth it? And should we do it again? If you don't have the data, you're flying blind. So we know there's a trading card game, and we know that Jay didn't have that much time to pull it together. But how do you actually play? Here's Jay again.
1: We had four, four or five different ca- kinds of categories. So we had professionals. Those were like, you know, your VP of marketing, uh, director of sales, uh, CSM kind of cards. And then we had like accessories, like uh, some of the common like tech stuff that people use or uh, like, you know, uh, AirPods or microphone, like we're using right here. Um, we had, like, benefits cards, uh, like, work from home, because obviously, like, when we're, when people are trying to sell jobs, like, you know, benefits is something that's important on those uh, job descriptions. So we had, like, work from home, unlimited PTO, um, and then we had some, like, uh, events cards, which were, like, those Saster Day 1, Saster Day 2 kind of tickets, and we had these um, special kind of cards. So like different kind of scenarios, right? Like a seed founder, that's not typically something that's gonna just like fit into everything. Or like, uh, I think we had like a sales leader, a $10 million ARR company, um, those kinds of fun things. And so that's kind of how we develop the trading card set and the idea of it. Um, so we obviously have that networking piece and like, how do we get to that networking piece? It's through trading. Um, and so we kind of t- we made sure to tie our prizes back to different card combinations. So, you know, uh, maybe if you want to win like AirPods, you need, you know, the account executive card, the work from home card and the AirPods card um, that you've got to bring to us. Um, And so it was really great. And we tied this also to a Slack group on these card packs. uh, So we just use like a simple kind of like Ziploc bag kind of thing slapped a sticker on it with a QR code. Each card had QR codes as well. So if we wanted to hand them out, like specifically and say like, you know, if there was a super rare card and someone had it, um, you know, we wanted to make sure every single card had a QR code. You scan the QR code, uh, invites you to a Slack community where you can get in there and start trading cards with people. Um, And so that was really fun for us because, you know, obviously at a big event at a conference, Um, another thing that you have with networking is like, yeah, you go in and talk to somebody and meet them right there. And, you know, you've got to capture their information, maybe talk to them later. But the nice thing of having everyone in a Slack group is all that information is kind of saved there too. And you can continue to keep like chatting with these people. It's kind of hard to continue to keep messaging people or like find that other person that maybe you had a conversation with on day one that you want to go back and talk to on day three. Um, so we kind of use that as well, like as a, as a centralized place for people to, to hang out and, you know, gave them the opportunity to take a picture of their cards, show it over there. And then you'd see a lot of messages from people being like, hey, like I have the account executive card, uh, you know, I'm looking for the VP of marketing card, or I'm looking for the CRO card, like, Uh, I'll trade you this and that um, for this.
0: There are three reasons why I love this campaign. And the first is this idea of community. It's a really smart idea to set up a Slack group where people can come together, network and trade their way up to an amazing prize. But it's also great for Captivate Talent because it gives them a reason to stay in contact with the people who visit the booth long after they've left. The second reason is because it's differentiated. It's unique. You know, it gives people a reason to remember Captivate uh, far more than receiving a free pen or a USB stick or a printed case study. And the third reason is that if there are two things guaranteed to be a hit at a trade show, it's great hospitality, coffee, cocktails, food given away on a booth, and also free goodies. And in that department, Jay and Captivate Talent with the awesome list of prizes they had to give away did not fall short. But obviously, all of this is for nothing if you cannot demonstrate tangible ROI on your investment into an event. And on that front, Captivate certainly delivered. Here's Jay again.
1: It was crazy. We got, uh, I think it was uh, 150 uh, plus qualified leads. Um, you know, we distributed it. We ended up distributing. Um, so we originally budgeted to make 2,000 packs. First of all, we didn't even I I didn't even know what to expect in terms of how long it was going to take to pack these things. We ended up only being able to pack fifteen hundred and then we distributed a thousand. And like to kind of like answer, maybe someone's asking, like, you know, how did you 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 didn't get a chance to distribute all the packs? So was it not as successful? And the the answer to that was no, because we didn't realize how hard it would be to because it's not like, you know, a thousand people just coming to your booth. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people at the conference, but you've got to actually physically hand these out, have a conversation with this person, especially since it's the first time to explain like what's going on here, what the prize list is. And it was really hard to distribute all of those packs. Um, So we got a thousand of them out, 150 plus qualified leads. um, And, you know, just a really memorable experience too. We've had people, it's really easy for us now for you know, as we kind of think through like even continued outreach, um, like messaging people that we had conversations with, it's like, hey, you remember us, we had the trading cards, like very easy to kind of like put one and one together. Whereas like, you know, you message someone else and say, hey, we had the case study to pass out. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, so did like 10 other people. So um, that's been really nice for us uh, as well.
0: And that's it for this episode of B2B Better. If you found it useful, please give me a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. It means a lot to a growing show like mine. Also, why not sign up to my newsletter, The B2B Byte, where I share actionable frameworks and strategies on how to market your B2B business every week. And if you need support building, running, or refining your B2B marketing approach, hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter to set up a free 30-minute diagnosis call and we'll review your strategy and I'll give you some personalized advice. All links in the description of this episode. See you next time.